What's up, guys? Today we have a very special uh, podcast here because we're going to be chatting to the head of sales for Norway and Sweden for Avidly, one of our biggest partners. His name is Damien Egan. And what makes this a special podcast is that Damien used to work inside HubSpot and he made that transition to a HubSpot partner. Um, so it's a really unique insight into how uh, the two sides of the coin work. Um, I think it was a really good chat about how to get the most out of uh, the the software how partners get the most out of working with the sales team and vice versa i really if, if you're a partner if you are a salesperson if you are a customer this is going to be a great one for you guys to kind of see behind the curtain and see how um how these projects get set up and how they you know how they how they are successful um we chat about what avidly do it's so much more than just a uh a hubspot um implementation company they do all types of marketing things and it's a really interesting chat so if you like to enjoy this i'll kick it over to the guys welcome to the dubspot partner podcast where we chat to hubspot partners about how they deliver outstanding value to their customers in an evolving technology landscape and now live from hubspot amia hq in dublin here's your host luke curry welcome to another episode of the dubspot partner podcast i'm live with my special guest damien egan calling in from oslo how's it going damien I'm doing good, Luke. Thank you very much for having me on. Damien, I'm delighted to see you. I haven't seen Damien uh, in, in person in a while. Damien is one of the rare people who has uh, left HubSpot to go work at a partner. Um, he's head of sales for Norway avidly, um, and we're delighted to have him here. How are you getting on over in Oslo? How's, is, it, is it everything you thought it would be? Yeah, everything I dreamed of and more. It's uh, certainly weather is considerably better. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's 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 been cool. It's been it's been a really interesting transition from like a software as a service company where ultimately my whole job was thinking about you know monthly targets and like just selling software, not dealing with anything else other than that. Uh, to now being on, I suppose, the service side of things, obviously in a new market as well, which is also culturally a little bit different to UK and Ireland. But um, yeah, it's very much so kind of now I'm working on like the how the sausage gets made part because yeah. it was easier in HubSpot kind of positioning the software as like this, you know, this is going to revolutionize your life, but then what happens? And yeah. We're where I'm now in the position where I'm involved in the okay, then what happens? Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's inter it's interesting. It's been um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster nine months, I'd say. Wow, and you know what? It's, it's so interesting when you say that because it, when you're selling software, you're selling the you, you like you're selling anything, you're selling a, a like a car, you're going to sell the best features of the car, and then you know, it's up to you to to drive it you, you you better have your license all that type of stuff it's it's really on you so it's kind of a interesting way to, to look at that as well so from people i know avidly is one of the biggest partners that we have in hubspot a lot of people have worked with avidly a lot of sales people a lot of reps like me who worked in the nordics would have worked um, on a monthly basis with avidly uh, over the years um, but how would you describe avidly to uh, somebody who is just picking this off the shelf and uh, trying to learn about their partners yeah, describing Avidly. So um, Avidly is first and foremost a technology agency, like where our whole business is built around technology and the primary technology we work with is HubSpot. Um, obviously a couple of ones around that, but mainly HubSpot. Um, and we work on everything from implementation to content writing to animation. So anything around either deliver, delivering services on HubSpot to traditional marketing kind of branding type services that you would expect from a marketing agency. 
Nice. And I, I remember the That's, first yeah. <laughs> the first time I went to actually visit Avidly, I was doing a deal with them in Helsinki. And I, is that their kind of main office out there? Is that what you... Yeah, yeah, it is. So Helsinki is the main office. Um, so it's actually the, the largest part of the company. So we have a pretty big reach across the Nordics and Northern Europe, but Helsinki is the big one. It's a really nice office as well. And it's in this kind of yeah. area where you don't expect it. Like, you know, you're kind of walking, you get off the tram there and you're like, where am I? And then it's like this kind of hollowed out industrial place that uh they've made really really nice so uh, i was delighted to get the tour there um so but from a, a, Nor- a norway point of view where you're based um is it is it any different are you still offering the same type of services that they do uh, in helsinki is it or is it more kind of crm based what's is it the same it's a, this is actually a really interesting question so this was one of the things um coming out of hubspot that i had certain thoughts about Avidly in terms of, I think a lot of hub, internal HubSpot people would think Avidly, okay, globally biggest partner, you know, for the last couple of years with HubSpot and, you know, basically think we kind of bleed orange and that's all we do. But in Finland, they are um, slightly different. They come from a much more traditional branding, marketing um, kind of background and work with traditionally with a lot of a lot of different types of clients, like a lot of B two C type of clients, or you know even things like shopping centers. We've got a couple of those that are clients, and we do um, a lot of the the animation or the actual physical billboards that you'd see on on the side of a shopping center, which was something I did not expect when I got here first because I thought everything went through HubSpot, uh, whereas like Norway, Sweden, Denmark, uh, and Germany are very much focused on, we sell HubSpot, we deliver on HubSpot. That's that's our business model. That's what we do. Okay. Um, so it is interesting in terms of that. Um, obviously, Finland has a smaller, has a team within um, that are focused on selling HubSpot as well. But um, by, a large, by a large way, it is not the core business service that Finland do. It's, uh, which is quite interesting. Yeah, so interesting. It's all these different little aspects of Avidly. It's like, a, because it's one of the biggest ones, it's kind of like whatever, uh, it, it's like an elephant that you, whatever you're, you know, I don't know what that, what's that, uh, what's that simulator that I used to hear? Like, it's like whatever you're blind, you're looking at the different areas of the ele- elephant. I don't remember. Yes. Them, you know what I mean? I think everyone <laughs> I, I got what you mean. I got okay. what you mean. <laughs> so, uh, it depends on which kind of angle you're looking at. That's what it looks like to you. So when I was a sales yeah, person, just hundred percent. You're looking from HubSpot. All you see is the HubSpot related stuff. But if you're, if you didn't know Avidly did HubSpot, if you were just working with Avidly from like a PR point of view, um, you may not know we're HubSpot's biggest partner. Um, it, it's just, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. The kind of perception in different countries. Wow. And it's, so from your point of view in Norway, when you went from uh, basically selling HubSpot internally, uh, from an internal point of view, was it a big a big difference in the way uh, you were doing business in Norway versus UK and I versus just selling the software part? Is it a longer cycle? How how's that going for you? Yeah, this is an interesting one. This is one I'm still building my own reports and data on, trying to figure out kind of because I've you know a small enough time period, relatively large sample size in terms of like trying to get some information on this, but. How would I describe it? Yeah, the um, the sales process is probably just longer, start to finish, because there's so many components that get to be involved that need to be involved. And the other thing as well, if I'm selling something, you know, like in HubSpot, right? Let's say we sell the CMS yeah. on HubSpot. We all, we all know what that is. You sell the website, 
package, you can build your website in HubSpot, you can migrate your WordPress or your existing website over, yada, 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 templates are built and you can kind of set it up yourself. But what I'm selling is I now need to get like a developer and a designer on to scope out how many hours will this take in order to do this based on like the process they have, or if we're selling a kind of a GDD type website, which we do a lot of, I've got a pretty good idea, but it's just, there's so many more stakeholders internally that now need to be involved um, for an actual delivery, particularly on kind of developer design work, whatever it is. If it's HubSpot specific onboarding implementation, like sales hub or marketing or service hub or whatever, I can cover that. Like I am the specialist, I suppose, in terms of that or one of them. But other things can take just a lot longer and you just need to get a lot more calendars in sync and things like that, which is which is interesting. Um but yeah, that that was that's one that for me, coming from a software business, is very frustrating. Being reliant on other people to uh, work with me on deals, and I can't just control the the sales process myself. It's it's one of those things where because there's more because it's a there's a lot of value there for the customer as well. So that's the there's going to be different kind of ores uh, been put in from all different angles as well. It's going to be a big project, and it's interesting. It's it's good for people that are listening to this that are uh, software sales people, when they're understanding, getting the most out of working with partners, that's like the extra the the extra kind of battens in the relay that they're going to be running for you. So when, I, when you're a salesperson, you've only got, uh, you've got one, you're kind of a one-trick pony in some ways because you're just trying to sell the, the, the software and you don't have the control over the deliverables on the CMS project, for example. But bringing in a partner gives you that extra, extra kind of, yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. Like putting myself back in the my HubSpot boots when I was just selling software. Um, it's probably you know, and I also worked on the the, the channel account manager side, so I was working with partners for for a while as well. So it's interesting because when you think then you're just thinking about okay, what are next steps on the deal? Like what are we going to do to get this closed? And you 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 are not considerate often of all of the different variables that need to happen from the partner side. Um, so like when a partner says to you, oh, we're doing like a scoping or whatever else, you, you know, a, t- a typical one for us is in HubSpot, we hear like, oh, you need to integrate something. Great. There's something on the marketplace for that. Fine. What I hear is, Jesus, we need to check this. Uh, <laughs> we need to, it's like, I have no idea what this integration is. We need to figure out, okay, what endpoints do they need connected? Will the marketplace one just suffice? Will that be okay? Or if you're just doing like contact to contact maybe or something like that. But, or do we need to have custom objects like built into this? Do we need to have other endpoints? So it's kind of, um, it's more, it, it, you, you need to deal with the how things happen much more um, because it's very hard for us to just sell a deal in good faith or like position something um, without doing some sort of due diligence beforehand. Um, which, you know, in software is, you still have to do, but less so. And that's going to help the end user for sure, but also the salesperson, because I think when you're, I think when you're selling software as well, there's this whole kind of black box that you, it's very difficult for, for you to see. So when I'm uh, dealing with a customer, I look at their, I do a discovery call. I see what the pain points are. I say, great, HubSpot's a good fit for that. Uh, within 12 months, that should be fixed. And, you know, Bob's your uncle, mm-hmm. you know, but they're they're thinking about their their internal motivations who's going to own this project what risk am i taking on by taking on this project should i buy a the the industry brand for sales crm instead because you know no one gets fired for buying you know that brand 
Yeah. Okay. So. Those who shall not be named. <laughs> Those other guys. No one's going to fight for that. So if I'm a salesperson and I bring in a partner, I, I get to at least alleviate a few elements of that black box by uh, building a proper uh, a process, building a, a plan to actually get the most out of it. You know? Yeah, I actually think one of the big things about working with like like a partner, generally us or others, other partners are available. Um, <laughs> but uh, say working with us, I know as a rep, I owe, there was always a kind of a certain reassurance in working with a good partner as well, because you knew that they were going to do their due diligence. You knew that they were going to um, come back with, you know, a, a proper outline of, okay, cool, we're good to go. We know exactly what we're doing with this. We've got good rapport with the client and all that kind of stuff. And then it becomes quite easy. But the, the one thing that's always going to be, you know, potential conflict, which needs the, which needs to just be solved by communication and constant, like, transparency in terms of what's happening is just the expected timeline. So, as a as a software rep or in HubSpot, you have a certain unit. You know, you've got a target. You need to hit it by a certain deadline. You but everything like that, and so do I. So, but the thing is, is that I can't sell something until I know exactly how it's going to work, and the client isn't going to buy from us until they know how it's going to work. So that means they're also not going to buy from HubSpot until they know how it's going to be done. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's just a communication thing to make sure that's as efficient as possible. But there is a huge reassurance in a partner working on a deal with you as well. Um, you know, for a number of reasons beyond just anything else, but they're working with experts who know exactly what they're doing. And from a, like what I used to always think when I was uh, in the sales funnel and the direct sales. Um, so I haven't been in there in that kind of capacity in the Nordics anyway for, you know, three years now or two years anyway. And what I was always used to think of the first year when I started selling HubSpot, I kind of was the lone ranger out there, you know, trying to do it all on my own. And, uh, you know, basically, you know, just, you know, just do my thing, uh, get the, get the deals in, you know, good fit customers, all that good stuff. Um, but then I, I tried to, uh, I tried to zoom out. Right. And I think if you can, as a, a salesperson or a customer or whoever is involved in the, the purchase of a, a software product, zoom out and see where you want to be in 12 months. Do you want to be built, building a, a long-term pipeline with really trustworthy partners um, who you know are going to do a great job for your customers? That was, you know, when you're a salesperson and you use a, uh, you know, you work with a partner and things don't work out for the customer, that rates a real, that's a real problem for you, you know? So if you can mm. work for with customer partners in the long term that you know are going to deliver value so i had a, a short list of partners i worked with where it was almost it's a set and forget i bring them in they do a great job i never really hear of that customer again because they're happy you know i might check in until they want to buy something new <laughs> until and then, a new uh, you create a payment link and <laughs> part, partner still deals with all of the rest of us. yeah so <laughs> it was a great deal for everybody um but like with the with the type of customers that avidly are working with in in norway for example is there a an industry that you guys are serving or targeting uh specifically or what's the what's the story there yeah to be honest like there's a not like avidly are very aligned with what hubspot do um, in terms of services delivered, company types, um, who they go after, like, you know, B2B software companies are a typical, a lot of manufacturing companies as well. Um, but generally speaking for me anyway, now in my new role as head of sales, so I'm actually I'm head of sales now for Norway and Sweden. Nice. Um, so I'm working across two markets and trying to hire people as well because... It's a lot. It's a lot of millions of people across those two. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, the, uh, the, the kind of, I brought a lot of practices that I would have had in HubSpot too avidly. Um, that, you know, HubSpot was incredibly efficient and one of the best sales processes in, in the world, arguably. Um, so there's a lot that really worked well. And there's a lot that kind of marries up to what we do here. But still, um, if I'm reaching out to people, or if I'm uh, identifying good fit co- companies or doing anything like that, even from a target account selling, it's, it's going to be B2B software, fintech, manufacturing, yeah. um, those types of companies that kind of, they're still the sectors that we have a lot of clients in and do a lot of work with those types of clients just generally. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that just, you know, it, it matches up pretty, pretty evenly. And Sweden's a real interesting market as well. I've, I, I worked there. That was kind of my biggest market when I was a, a salesperson in direct. And it was just a great place to do business. I thought there's a load of people there, loads of companies. Everyone's, there's loads of the startups and stuff like that. It's very vibrant. Are you going to be uh, spending some time there yourself or are you just going to be you know calling the shots from Oslo? Well, once COVID goes away, yeah. uh, Sweden <laughs> have different rules to a lot of people, uh, to a lot of other countries. They, uh, they um yeah I, I will i like i'll do a uh avidly world tour at some okay. point and um, <laughs> once i'm allowed to so i'll do the the offices in in finland so we've like 11 offices in finland um wow I didn't so know. that's cool yeah yeah we're pretty big in finland um then we've got Aarhus in denmark and stockholm and munich oslo um for now more pending i assume um, but the uh yeah i will i will be going over there at some point too you know, actually meet the team and things like that. So <laughs> you've got you've had more you've had more of a view of Avadi's other offices now than I have, <laughs> given <laughs> Corona's been here the whole time. It's uh, been a, a crazy couple of years for sure. But uh, so uh, this is something. This is going to be a really interesting question because I've asked a few of the the guys that I've had on the podcast already about this. But from your point of view, you're almost like a. Maybe not completely unique, but very. You're kind of a, a rare breed of crossover uh, between uh, you know uh, internal and external. Uh, I've been asking people like with the HubSpot platform, what do you think is the biggest kind of uh, improvement area? Or if you could wave a magic wand, where would you love to see uh, HubSpot go with the product? Is there something that you'd be on your wish list? Or yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think for me that there's there's uh, one jumps out to me immediately is the CPQ tool so like the quoting tool in hubspot i would like to see that uh improve like it's good it's been a great release it's like it's fantastic to have but i would love to see that get much more customizable much more usable because there are certain competitors that would have very very customizable quoting tools and it is something that i do think is a really it's a really sticky thing for um sales teams so like the closer you can get to revenue generation, the more likely that people are going to use it if they like it. So yeah. a really good quoting tool um, because everything else in there is, is pretty good. Um, and then reporting is always getting better in HubSpot, but I'd, yeah. I'd love, I, I, I'm thinking long-term here, but I'd love some sort of BI solution in HubSpot. That would be, That'd be cool. uh, excellent. And it's, you know, the I couldn't agree more with the, the, the kind of quote cash end of things. We are getting there. We've we've had a uh, you know different partners that in the ecosystem that can provide you know good good solutions. But I think that there's definitely some room for 
uh, improvement there, which is, you know, is on the roadmap, I know. But um, <laughs> it's something that's... The, be... the classic sales answer. Yeah, yes, a, yeah, on, on the roadmap. The, on that roadmap. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I, do, I do know yeah. it is on the roadmap. Yeah. So, uh, but it would be, uh, I think that's just, that's one that's an immediate, um, I can see a lot of our existing clients using the yes. quotes to more because I know they've got other things kind of integrated. They've got like different systems. They've got different ways of doing things. Yeah. But something that was inbuilt in the system that was really, really customizable would be would be amazing. Nice. What do you think about Avidly five years from now? Is it going to be the only uh, the only partner out there in Europe? Or it seems to be growing every, every time I look at it. What is it uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I think five years from now we um, like we we definitely want to be HubSpot's number one partner. Um, like globally that's the ambition that's what the kind of where we where we've set our stall out and that's where we want to continue with um but yeah generally speaking process i i would imagine we'll probably have a couple of more uh rollouts across different countries or um certainly in different areas like if i'm looking at this um you know the, we don't have a huge presence in sweden right now and i'd like to grow that given the size of the market in the nordics and we also have uh, a presence now in germany um and you know the dark market's about what 115 million people so there's definitely lots of opportunity in that um and then after that who knows but um you know we've got a pretty pretty commanding space already so yeah, that, that'll be where I think we can go. <laughs> number one, essentially. <laughs> number, be number one. All right, nice. Okay. So, listen, Damon Egan, head of sales for Norway and at Avidly and Sweden. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us here today on the Dubspot Partner Podcast. Hopefully, when you come over uh, at some stage uh, to visit us in Dublin again, we'll go maybe do a follow up live uh, from Dublin HQ. What do you think? That'd be good. I'd really enjoy that. Look forward to uh, getting home again at some point as well. Maybe <laughs> one nice. day. Maybe one day. All right. Thanks. Thanks, David. Bye. Seriously.